0: Good morning, family. Welcome to the purveyor of truth. Welcome to Blue Water. Welcome to church. I'm so glad you're here this morning. Gathered together in his name to learn more of him, to seek his face as the body of Christ, and to prepare, to be equipped, to be filled with his spirit, filled with his word, filled with faith as we look expectantly any time any moment any day for his soon and imminent return to come and take his church home it is a sure thing and we look forward to his coming with everything that's within us we look forward to seeing him face to face to hearing that trumpet sound to hearing him say well done my good and faithful servant I was going to speak this morning um on earwigs and earthworms but um I'll just touch on that for a few seconds and what I I just wanted to talk about you know an earwig is a type of insect that comes and destroys your corn it eats the um the um silk and keeps it from being able to reproduce it keeps it from making good fruit and then It discourages, so it kills, steals, and destroys. It discourages good growth. It stunts the growth by feeding on the silks and preventing pollination, causing poor kernel development. It takes away what is intended for the corn. It takes away the goodness. And what you, as the farmer, the one that planted that seed, you were looking for something good. You were looking for good fruit to come forth. It takes away, and it drains its very strength, causing it really to... um, prematurely the, the leaves begin to die back and the corn even some of the the uh, husks kind of fall off and and there's a baby corn in there there's little corn that didn't develop the way it should but then you have an earthworm and the earthworm is down under the ground and it's just going about its work and it's diligently you know, moving around in there and uh, composting and eating what needs to be eaten and making really good soil for the plant to grow and to get good nutrients from it feeds and provides for the seed it it provides um it digs holes, therefore aerating the soil and helping it to get the nitrogen and the the oxygen that it needs to or the air that it needs to produce um, oxygen for us and for it to produce good, healthy fruit and good strong roots. So, this morning, I want you to think about that. The difference between an earwig and an earthworm and which one would you be? (laughs) Which one would you rather have? And if you were the farmer and you planted the seed, what would you want to be there? You would want to watch over that seed, to look over it like God is looking over us and watching over us. You would want to make sure that it's watered, that it, it has good soil, that it gets plenty of sunlight. And that the the birds of the fowl of the air don't come and pluck that seed away, but also that the devouring insects don't come, pestilence doesn't come, and that you stand upon the Word of God and trust him, but you have a job to do as the the caregiver of that seed to watch over it, to see what God is going to do he's He's faithful and just, he's faithful to see what he has planted and what he has begun to bring it forth he is he is more than faithful but he gives us a job to do as well to watch over what he has given us the whether it's our children whether it's foster children whether it's um maybe a, a position or a job maybe your nieces nephews your family of course is right there and then your church family you know we are responsible for one another and looking over one another and praying for one another that we um, watch over and encourage one another like a good worm, like a good earthworm, not like a devouring earwig. So <laughs> just think about that, meditate on that a little bit. But that that was just kind of a precursor. I really was just kind of thinking about it all night long and <laughs> strange, I know. But um, just thinking about what God would have us to do with the seeds that he has given us and then he gave me the scripture from Habakkuk chapter 2 and he's given it to us so turn with me to Habakkuk chapter 2 as you're turning there in your bible to uh, Habakkuk I'm gonna pray so Um, Join with me in prayer as well. Once you get there, let's bow our heads and pray and reverence, God. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We give you glory, Lord. We thank you, God, for the word that you have given us, God. We thank you, God, that you are faithful to perform that which you have begun in us, faithful to see over it, watch over it, God. You told us, I believe it was reminded us Friday night that you were watching over us and that you told us to stay in that to stay in the seething pot, to stay in the fire, that you would bring us through, that you were with us, God, and that you would, that you are more than faithful to see us through to the day of Jesus coming again, Lord. And we thank you, Father, God, as we keep our eyes upon you, put our trust in you and look forward to what you have for us in the coming days, God, for what you have set before us, God, the, the things that are that are before us. Sometimes they seem troublesome. Sometimes they're hard in our own thinking. But if we trust in you, we cast all of our cares upon you, knowing, God, that you care for us. God, that you go before us. God, that none of these things are surprises to you. And you have the answer. You are the answer. You are our provider. You are our yes and amen. And God, we put our faith. We put our trust. We put our confidence in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's turn to Habakkuk 2, if you're not already there. Habakkuk chapter 2, and we're going to start in verse 1. And here Habakkuk is talking at the very beginning. He's writing, and he says, I will stand upon my watch, and I will set me upon, I almost said over upon, he will set me upon the tower, And will watch to see what he will say unto me, and I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me in verse 2, and said, Write the vision, and make it plain upon the tables, that he may run with it that readeth it. For the vision, verse 3, is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak, and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come to pass, it will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. And that's what the Lord is speaking to us about this morning. Those those four verses and then culminating with verse 4 saying, you know, look, look at the proud. Take a moment and step back and look at the proud. It's kind of like that earwig. He's in your face. He's up there. He's eating that worm, eating that corn. I don't know what he might do to the worms, but he's and he's but he's he's sneaky. He's he hides. He runs when the light comes. He runs like a little cockroach, and, and but he's but that's the way the proud sometimes are. But sometimes they just kind of get in your face and they don't, they don't run. They just kind of hang out right there. And, and sometimes an earwig is like that too. They don't always run. They just kind of scatter around and run around like they don't really know what to do. But because they've been discovered. When a proud person is discovered by the Lord, they don't know how to act. They don't know what to do. They've been called out. But the proud here in the scripture, we see that the proud is crooked. He's not upright. He's, he's crooked. He's um, perverse even because he's not in God's will. But he contrasts that to the one who is just, the one who will live by faith. What does it mean to be just? It means to be steadfast, righteous, uncompromisingly righteous, to um, be that person who puts their full faith and confidence in God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Jesus Christ, the God who spoke into the darkness and created the light, the one who said, let us create man in our image. That God is our God. When we put our faith, full faith and trust and confidence in him, he says, those righteous ones shall live by faith. That is not a compromising statement. That is not a... um a question. It's not a suggestion. It is a uncompromising and imperative, straightforward statement by God saying that the just, the uncompromisingly righteous, the upright shall live by faith and put their faith in God's truthfulness, their faithfulness, his faithfulness. They shall put their trust in him. What does it mean? You know, again, all through Hebrews one, I mean eleven one three and six. Hebrews eleven one three and six. He talks all about faith. What it what is faith? Y'all know what faith is, right? I can hear you saying it. If you're not sure, I want you to go look that one up. Let that be your memory verse for this week. Hebrews eleven, verse one. Look at verse 3. Look at verse 6. As, as the writer of Hebrews talks to you about faith and putting your faith and confidence, what does it mean? What is faith? And, and you know, I'm just going to encapsulate it in that the righteous put their full faith and confidence, their full confidence, their full Trust and confidence in God. That is faith. Walking by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We're not disturbed by the things that are going on around us. We know that we know that we know that we are saved. That we are sanctified. That we've been washed in the blood. That we're full of the Holy Ghost and power. If we're not full of the Holy Ghost, seek Him. He will fill you. It is His will for you. No matter who you are listening, it is His will that you be saved. It is His will that you be filled with the Holy Ghost. It is His will. And He has a perfect plan for you. And when you get in His will, He will begin to reveal it to you and begin to direct your footsteps. Step by step, He will lead you as we walk by faith and we put our trust in Him. This is, this is, our. Reiterated again or restated again in Romans, Paul's writing to the to the Romans, and he says again, But the just shall live by faith, we must know that we are to live by faith, our life is to be a life of faith. God is faithful, we too must be faithful. that is means that we must be full of faith. Um, if you listened to the Bible study from earlier this week. When they went went out to set out people who in within the church body to take care of the orphans and the widows and take care of the administration of this that ministry, they sought out men, full of the Holy Ghost and faith, full of Holy Ghost, and of a good reputation. So we must be like that. With that is our we should strive to be always walking in faith always walking by faith and living in his perfect will turn with me to galatians 3:11 galatians 3:11 it says but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of god it is evident the just shall live by faith again there it is the just shall live by faith we are not justified by the law we are justified by our full faith and confidence in christ jesus in the saving power of the blood of jesus in the covenant that god has given us in the joy that was set before jesus christ when he laid his life willingly down to be crucified on the cross i was reading uh, through a little gospel um, presentation with the kids this week and in that presentation, the writer who had written this thing said, God made Jesus to give his life. In other words, it was written like, like he forced him to, like but Jesus, the scripture says that he willingly did it. God, Jesus said that no man could take his life but that the Father allow it. But he, he allowed it. And Jesus willingly, he said not my will but yours be done. He willingly laid his life down so that we could be born again, so that we could be saved. God never makes anybody do anything. He gives you a choice. You have a free will, just as Jesus had the the will, and and it was free for him to make that decision, and he did. Thanks to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to Jesus Christ. We thank him. We give him glory. God is amazing. Our Lord Jesus is amazing. There's no really human word that we could put on him how amazing and how awesome How steadfast his love is for us verse uh romans chapter two i mean chapter one verse 17 i wanted to read that one to you too verse romans 117 for therein is the righteousness of god revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith there it is again believe the Lord wants us to know that this morning, the just shall live by faith. Some of you are struggling with which way to go and what to do in these days. This is, um, I I have, I'm not counting. I'm sorry if that, (laughs) but I haven't counted, but we're close to our sixth month going into six months of this weekend lockdown and not being able to come together in the house of God on the weekend, but but yet we are still able to come together on Friday nights and worship. We're able to come together on Friday mornings and have Bible study. We're still having our our school of ministry is started back up on Tuesdays. We're not slacking in in, in coming together and seeking God's face and doing uh, coming together as the day draweth nigh. So we're not we're not slacking off on that. We are seeking God's face together even when we see one another. Oh, uh, maybe we come by your house or 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 get together on the phone. We're not, we're not getting, we're not forsaking the coming together. I'm trying to get back to Habakkuk over here. Okay, so back in Habakkuk chapter two, um, again, he says, he told him, God told him to write down the vision. You know, God has a perfect plan for all of us. And when God begins to reveal that plan to you. I want you to understand that God doesn't want you to sit around and not do anything. When God shows you something, you get before God with it like Habakkuk got before God. Get before Him and begin moving. Begin moving forward. Don't move backwards. Don't shrink back. Don't be afraid. But know that God is perfect. And God is, He lays these things before us and He gives us. He doesn't, He he, he doesn't call somebody necessarily that's He's not out there looking for someone with a PhD. He's not out there looking for someone with a doctorate. He's looking for someone with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, someone who is seeking God, seeking his kingdom, someone who wants to see that seed of faith. That's been planted in someone else, someone who wants to sow the seed, someone who wants to see the seed come forth, someone who's willing to water the seed, someone who's willing to to dung around the, the plant, someone who's willing to till the ground, someone who's willing to get their hands dirty and do the will of God to see it come to pass, to be there, to be able to see it come to pass. You know, one time, one specific person in my life, I asked the Lord, Lord, let me be there Let me be there when that person repents. Let me, would you please, Lord, if you will allow it, I would like to be with that person when they pray through, when they repent and they give their life back to you, Lord. Will you allow me that? And he surely did. He gave me that opportunity. He let me so into that person's life. And then there was a point in that person's life when he said, back off, just leave it alone. And so I had to back off and watch this person kind of ruin their life. It looked like to me in my eyes. And then God said, back off. Don't go over there. Don't push it. Don't go around. Just back off and let me handle it. And of course I did. And I asked the Lord somewhere in there if he would allow me to be there when that person repented. And he surely did. And he will do it. He will allow you to see things come to pass but he always, we always put everything back into his perfect will. And of course, when I prayed that prayer, I asked him, Lord, if it's your will, let it be done. You know, if he, if it needs to be somebody else, fine. I, I just want to know they're saved. I, and they're in your hands, so I know you're going to do your perfect will. You're working with that person. You're bringing, you're crying out to them. You're drawing them by your spirit. I know you are, Lord. And, and, and the Lord deals with every single soul. Every one is his. He will not leave one person unattended to he seeks them out he draws them with by his goodness by his kindness he draws them by judgment he draws them by many many things but he is dealing with them and drawing them and it's up to them to respond we cannot make them respond they they you know that is up to them because they have a free will but we must be willing that's what he's looking for are you willing today are you willing today to say yes lord Yes, Lord, I will. I will stand up. Yes, Lord, I will cry aloud, spare not. Yes, Lord, I will speak your word. When you say speak, I'll speak. When you say be quiet, I will be quiet. I will incline my ear to hear what you say, Lord. And God, I will grab hold of the vision that you give me for my family, for my loved ones, for my school, for my workplace, for, for what whatever you have for me, God. I will walk in it and I will walk by faith. I will walk uprightly because I am made clean. I am made whole by your blood and it is not a light thing for me. Lord, I will give my life f- to you completely and wholly. You know, the scripture says in the book of Revelation, they overcame the enemy by their the um, blood of the lamb your salvation, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their life unto death. They were willing to lay down their lives for the gospel. They loved not their life unto death. That is righteousness. That is upright. That is uncompromisingly righteous before God. He knows. He knows. He searches our hearts. He's, ser- he's searching the earth, even right now, for a people who will worship him in spirit and in truth, in spirit and in truth, not in spirit or in truth, but in spirit and in truth. They cannot be separated. He is looking for a people who will worship him, hear what the Lord is saying, in spirit and in truth, fully, completely, wholly dedicated, devoted to him. Lord we thank you today. We glorify your name. We give you glory, Father. God, let us be Lord like like earthworms if it if you will, Lord, to be the one that encourages growth, the one that that brings forth good food, the one that provides for the body of Christ, the one that that helps the body, our loved ones, our family members. Lord, they, it takes it takes you know I'm thinking about ants now, but you have a queen ant in there. And that queen ant kind of sends out the signals and tells all the other ants what to do. But none of those ants is not working. All the ants have a job. All the ants are concerned with the rest of the, the colony. And we need to be like those ants. And I, I'm not sure about hierarchy in earthworms, but <laughs> but but we need to understand that it's all for the good of the colony and what the what God created the earthworms to do is to encourage growth around the roots of a, of a plant and to strengthen the plant, to strengthen the body of that plant, to bring forth good fruit. Lord, we want to be good workers in your kingdom, Father God. Lord, your word says that the righteous are as bold as lions. We don't shrink back, Father God. If we are if something comes our way and kind of pushes us over out of the way, Lord, we, we're quick to get right back to work and get right back to where you would have us to be, Lord. So Father, help us to be like that to encourage, to promote and to equip the body of Christ, Lord, in these days. God, I I even heard, I know you guys have um my my church, and those that maybe are listening uh, regularly, you've been hearing me say that God has called us into inside to seek his face and to, to, and you know, he wouldn't keep saying it if for no reason, God doesn't say things for no reason. I'm not saying this for no reason. I would, I don't like to repeat myself over and over again. And you know, Jesus found himself repeating himself over and over again. Why? Why? Why did God have to tell the children of Israel when they were wandering around in in the, the desert for 40 years over and over and over again? Because they didn't get it. So please hear what the Lord is saying and get it this morning. Get your family. Get yourself. Seek the Lord. Allow him to strengthen you. Allow him to equip you. I heard someone say, how did he say it? It was my old pastor. I actually tuned in and was able to pick up on a, a podcast from my old pastor, and he was saying that um, I, I think maybe he said like a cocoon, like he called us in, just like a, a butter, a, a what is it? The um, the worm. The, yeah, here we go with worms again. The the caterpillar goes inside that co- cocoon, and he's in there for a season. And God is shaping him and molding him, and he changes him into that butterfly. Just wait, it's the same analogy that God uses for um, us becoming new creatures. He has called us into our cocoon, our safe place, into his presence under the shadow of his wings to shape us and mold us into what we need to be to strengthen us and equip us for what we need to be when we emerge from where we are now and into the next season, what God is prepping us for. He is prepping you now. He is preparing you now for the next season. He is preparing you for what is laying just on the other side of the door. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Hear what thus saith the Lord this morning. Be equipped, allow God to equip you. Don't just blow it off and think, oh, I got it, I got Ephesians six, I got this down pat. Do you really? Do you really? What are you going through this week? What have you faced this week? It's time to retreat, just a moment, step back, get into your prayer closet, get that helmet of salvation on, get it straight, straighten up your helmet. Gird up your loins. Make sure that your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Make sure that your shield is ready. Make sure there's no dents or chinks in your armor. Make sure that your sword is polished. I was reading this morning about David and how he went to the the priest. He went there to the Kohen and he got to the, the temple and Saul was in pursuit of him. And he went there and, and he asked the, um, he got the shoe bread. And that's a whole another story we're going to preach on later, but, um, he he said, "Do you have any weapons here?" <laughs> he asked the asked the priest, "Do you have any weapons?" And uh, the And he said, "Well, I happen to have the sword that you killed David, uh, the Goliath with the Goliath, the giant." David, I have the sword here that you kill Goliath with. And David said, you know what? Give me that sword. There's none better. There's none better. There is none better than the armor that God has prepared for you, the, 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 the swords and the weapons that God has prepared for you to fight in the spirit. Remember Remember this, you do not fight against flesh and blood. That person that's irritating you, that person that's getting under your skin, that person that's challenging you, that person that's coming around with demons, that person that's got this addiction or that addiction, you're not battling them. You're battling the evil spirits. Our our, our, our fight, our battle is against, we wrestle not, we're not, we wrestle, wrestling, <laughs> we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We're wrestling in the spirit, but you know who has the victory. Read the end of the book. We win. Jesus is our victor. God is our father. We cannot lose when we put our full faith and confidence. We walk by faith and not by sight for the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. By faith. If you have been born again, then you are walking in the spirit and you're seeking God. You are justified. You are just continue in Christ, continue in Christ. Don't compromise. Don't back down. Walk circumspectly, square your shoulders this morning in the spirit, be encouraged, be uplifted and, and go forward in Christ singing. I got the victory over the enemy and this world can't do me no harm. I have decided to follow Jesus. I am not turning back. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. There's power in the blood. Sing those songs. Encourage yourself. Encourage your family. Uplift yourself today. And be encouraged by the Spirit of God this morning. I love you. God bless you. Walk and live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Glory to God. Have a great day. Have a great week. I look forward to hearing from you and talking to you soon. I love you and God bless you.